Cupcakes are big business, but only the strong survive in this uber-competitive industry. Melissa Beneshai is the founder and president of Cupcake Brand Baked by Melissa, and she is still going strong. And she joins us now for this podcast. Melissa, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And I, I have to say, because people can't see you, uh, a very pregnant Melissa Beneshai is here with me. <laughs> you're expecting your second? I'm expecting my second. We can't wait. That's so exciting. Do you know what you're having? A girl. And you already have a girl. I do. I make strong women. We like that. And you also make awesome cupcakes. Thank you. Um, talk to me about how it all began. People in the New York City metro area are familiar with your brand. You have 14 locations here. You also uh, ship around the country. But it, it all started about 10 years ago when you were fired. Yes, I was working at Deutsch Advertising as an assistant media planner. I was not passionate about the work I was doing, and it showed which got me fired, which was great. Um, my brother was my is my best friend, and we always wanted to start a business together. He's an entrepreneur. He has started many, many businesses. Um, and I had been baking my tie-dye cupcakes for everyone and anyone at the time. So I went right to his office crying. He said, go home, bake your cupcakes. We'll start a business together. I did. And um, I sent them into work with my best friend's little sister the next day, who mm-hmm. was interning at a PR firm, Allison Broad PR. Allison tried the cupcakes and loved them, put me in touch with her caterer. And less than two weeks after I was fired from my job in advertising, I was standing behind my bite-sized stuffed delicious cupcakes at a, an event with, like, A-list people uh, as Melissa Baked by Melissa. That is an incredible story because two of the hardest things – that startups have to face and entrepreneurs face happened for you in the first few weeks, having the seed money and then finding a client. You did both in the matter of weeks. I did. And, you know, what you just said are two scary terms, (laughs) seed money and client. And I think part of the story of Baked by Melissa and, and what I like to do is kind of just like show people that you can do anything truly. So in this case, the seed money quote was um, really just resources around me. It wasn't money. I went to the food emporium and I bought basic <laughs> ingredients. So you didn't even I, buy wholesale. And I know, and I Googled <laughs> easy cake recipes and I just thought about what I love. Of course, I made the tie dye cupcakes, but also other flavors like peanut butter cup, cookie dough, and s'mores. And I took Carly Shore, who was staying with me for the summer while she interned at Alice and Broad PR. And it's like, you know what? Bring these cupcakes to work. You'll make new friends because all girls love cupcakes, which is totally true. <laughs> Ten years later, I stand true. behind that. <laughs> so what I what I do so well is I look for and create opportunities to then take advantage of because that's what it's about. And um, I surround myself with people who have skills that I don't. That's how we started Baked by Melissa. I also see challenges as great opportunities. So I was fired from my job. That sucks. I think most people would go home and feel sorry for themselves. At least for a little while. But I know it's important to take responsibility for yourself. And if I'm not going to make myself happy, then nobody is. You know, you got to be you um, and do everything you can to achieve your goals. And that's what I did. So call it seed money and client. Mm -hmm. I call it positive attitude and surrounding yourself with people who love you and support you. At what point did you say, you know what, I actually need a retail location? Oh, God. 
gosh. The story of Bake by Melissa is so <laughs> magical. So I did the tasting. I, I did the event. I started doing events with the caterer. And for that first event, we actually created a website, bakebymelissa.com. That was the business that my brother had started before Bake by Melissa with our childhood friend, Matt, actually. So for that first event, I went in there with business cards that had my name, Baked by Melissa, this beautiful logo that we still have today, and bakedbymelissa.com, along with my home address and cell phone number, which my <laughs> parents course. didn't like. So... And we shot the website in my Murray Hill apartment on my Ikea coffee table using my Canon point-and-shoot camera. Like, it wasn't... <laughs> this is not product placement, people. No, but really, it's just like we we used the resources that we had. And then my brother and Matt put together this temporary, quote, website for this event. So when people saw this product that was so cute because I took a cupcake, which people already love, and made it even cuter, just a bite, they grabbed a business card, and then they could go to bakebymulse.com. And using PayPal, they can order 100 cupcakes cupcakes or more to be baked by me, delivered by me, boxed by me from my apartment. So a minimum of 100. the subway. Okay. Exactly. Which was a pizza box. So it was, it, we actually ordered white pizza boxes and baked by Melissa stickers that I slapped on the top of each of those boxes and I delivered using the subway. That's how we got our first customers. Um, I would go on tastings when I wasn't filling orders. And one day I went on a tasting to Cafe Barry in Soho. The owner of the cafe tried a cupcake. He loved them. He said, I'll be in touch. Called me a couple of weeks later, said he had an opportunity for us. Opportunity. Mm -hmm. Love opportunities. um, To uh, He does a booth in the Holiday Market in Union Square. It's a six-week period of time during the holiday season. Uh, He used to sell soup and hot cocoa. He wanted to sell our cupcakes. So... Um, in return, he wanted me to move into his empty space in his kitchen at Cafe Barry, which was on Broadway and Spring Street in Soho, where the Nike headquarters is now. I can um, picture it. And um, that was a big step forward for us. So my brother and I went. We checked it out. I moved all of my baking supplies into the, the basement kitchen of Cafe Barry, where they did their prep work, sold him our product at cost for this holiday market, which started in November 2008, about seven months after I was fired from my job. So up until that point, I had been working out of my apartment every day. And really— So this was a luxury for you to have this space. It was scary. It, was, uh, there, it wasn't luxurious by any standards. <laughs> it was a basement kitchen with no windows and sharing the space with a lot of people. Um, but I did— what was necessary to take steps forward with the business, um, the holiday market was a great opportunity because it put the product in front of more people. And that's really how we saw the the response that our product got. We, we knew at that point that we had an unbelievable product. In that six-week period of time of the holiday market, we actually opened in the other two holiday markets in Manhattan, Columbus Circle and Bryant Park. Sure. We sold out every day. I baked and baked and baked, and they were gone. At this point, still, you were the only one baking? I had, when I moved into the kitchen at Cafe Barry, we hired our first employee. Thankfully. Who baked with me. Um, That was the first person I ever managed. So I would do everything I could and be like, I'm so sorry, can you do this? And I obviously. (laughs) That's being a newbie. Yeah, I learned um, (laughs) how to manage. But. The two of us baked like 16 hours a day, seven days a week for that six-week period of time that the holiday market was over. And then that's how we realized we we needed to open a store. So in True Bake by Melissa fashion, we decided to open a bite-size, if you will, pickup window, which was actually attached to Cafe Barry. They used it sometimes like for smoothies and things like that when it was hot out. Mm -hmm. We... We put an awning up. We slapped it up. Like, we, we made it baked by Melissa, and we we didn't pay rent there. We we instead gave um, the owner of Cafe Barry a small piece of equity in the company, and we mm-hmm. brought him on as our fifth and final co-founder. 
And um, in March of 2009, we opened the doors of our very first retail location, that bite-sized pickup window. Um, we were so fortunate. I was freaking out, by the way. <laughs> I like, could who's going to stop at this hole in the wall and buy cupcakes they've right. never heard of before? Very long. I mean, this is it is this magical, crazy story of how we started the company. That while I'm freaking out, I'm sitting at the bar of Cafe Barry. I meet my husband. He's the wow. bartender. He looks at me and says, "You're going to be my wife." I'm like, "What a jerk!" <laughs> Turns out he's my husband now, and, and two kids later, second right? child on the way. He also is my right hand in product development at Baked by Melissa. I hired him. Um, the two of us iced every cupcake we sold for like the first two years we were in business. Those who ice together stay together. Oh Is that gosh. the takeaway? It's so soothing. It's just to watch somebody else ice cupcakes and to do it together. It was, you know, it was, it, it's, I obviously have been telling the story for 10 years. I make it, um, it's an amazing story, but it wasn't easy. And there were a lot of challenges during that talk, time. You, and talk to me about are. that. I, I want to hear, because this just all sounds a little bit too good to be true, Melissa. So you open up your first store. Here we go. Fast forward 10 years later, 14 locations in the New York City metro area, a cookbook. Um, you're partnering with huge organizations like Make-A-Wish, which I want to get to in a moment. But what are some of the challenges that you faced in the beginning and, and that you're facing now as a more mature company? Well, <laughs> I don't know where, where to, to begin. Start. First off, it's just a lot of work. I literally gave up everything to start baked by Melissa, um, like social, I like didn't. I have two of my best friends who I still have, and that's really it. I did not go out at night. I did not attend all of the. So you were parties. a single lady when you started this business. I, I was, um, and I started the business with four amazing, super smart and talented men who are older than me, and that's tough. I mean, I get asked what it's like to be a, in, a woman in business all the time, and one of those was my older brother. You can imagine people. People say it's challenging to work with family. It's amazing to work with your family, and also quite challenging. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest things in life are also the most rewarding, but those are real challenges. You know, learning how to speak to the press. I'll, again, like that sounds silly. Or figuring out I can understand recipes that. and scaling and what flavors to offer. And I would bake, bake, bake. We had one person working in the booth and then I would go relieve her for her break, serve customers and come right back down and keep baking again. I did everything I possibly could to continue to grow the company with my unbelievable co-founders. And one of them was the caterer who brought the cupcakes in and got me yeah. to do the event with him. One of them was, of course, my brother. And then his business partner, Matt, who was our childhood friend who designed everything from our website to our packaging to her, our unbelievable logo that is still the same today. And, you know, as you grow a company, the challenges are, are greater. And that's amazing. And I hope to continue to have challenges because without them, you don't learn, you don't grow, you don't, you don't innovate, you don't make mistakes, which teaches you a lot. Mm -hmm. so. You know, I just remember, it's not as much now as it was in my mind a few years ago, but there was this cupcake craze going on. I felt like every other block in Manhattan, there was a sure. cupcake shop popping up, and a lot of them did not survive. You did survive. Why? Haha. <laughs> I think there are so many reasons. First off, we started Baked by Melissa because I love cupcakes. I used to eat two giant cupcakes every day at least. I could never t decide between the chocolate and vanilla. I stopped at the Clover Deli on 34th and 2nd. Oh, which I know was it. across the street from my apartment. You know, I used to time. live right around there. Really? In the Murray Hill section. Me yes, too. I know I that. Lived at, uh, 200 or 300, whichever one was right across the street. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. You were in the big high rise. Yes. It's okay. like this big, right. And that's where I. Baked out of that apartment for seven months before. Whenever I pass it now, I'll remember this. 
Yes. Um, so you would have a, you would have two regular sized cupcakes, though, right? Not bite sized. Right. So I'm Melissa. It's called Baked by Melissa because I'm there and I am the product. I still create every single flavor. We. Our cupcakes are handmade with only the most delicious ingredients that I select, like Hershey's fudge, Oreo cookies, Hershey's cocoa powder, Skippy peanut butter, Smucker's jelly. The cupcakes are just a bite, and everything is there for a reason, and my passion is our product. When I talk about it, I light up. And I see that. And and I'm still the one creating every single flavor that you that you have. I'm in the stores as often as possible. Last night on my way home from date night with my husband, we went to <laughs> our new store on 86th Street between 2nd and 3rd, which is absolutely beautiful. Go check it out if you're in the New York area. Um, we, Our brand is me. I'm authentically, genuinely Melissa. And uh, Baked by Melissa is my priority. Did anybody, I'm sure they have over the years, say, hey, listen, we know you have these bite-sized cupcakes, but how about, you know, throwing in some regular-sized cupcakes, too? Yeah, of course. We get requests all the time. And actually, our customers are every—we wouldn't be here without them. I love I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for your support over the years. We have gluten-free because of our customers. So we—, we heard that our customer wants a gluten-free. They sent requests through bakedbymelissa.com or called the office or told me personally when we would meet at a store or out at whatever. And, you know, the thing that got to my heart was like, my, you know, my daughter is celiac or she can't eat gluten. And, you know, it just sucks. Like when she's at a, a birthday party and she can't have that. And now as a mom, I totally get mm-hmm. that. Uh, I was like, well, that's not okay. So we make gluten-free cupcakes. And our double-stuffed bite-sized macarons are also gluten-free. Um, flavor suggestions, where to open stores, who knows better than our customer. What about the bite size? Did you start out, even when you were making these casually for friends, were they always bite-sized cupcakes? No, they were not. So when I was casually making, the first batch of tie-dye cupcakes I ever made were actually inspired by the Grateful Dead. For well, That was colleague. my other question. How? What's the inspiration behind the tie-dye? Yeah, it was for a colleague. They all had the steal your face on top. Uh, we share a love for the Grateful Dead. It was his <laughs> birthday. I wanted to do something special for him. And then I saw the response that everyone had when I brought these cupcakes into work for his birthday. And I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. I Best feeling ever to not only give a gift, but then watch somebody enjoy what you created. Mm-hmm. It's like amazing. Baking is like arts and crafts, but you could eat your project, so it's even better. <laughs> um, and then I just kept baking them. So if it was your birthday and I loved you and I love a ton of people, I baked you tie-dye cupcakes. And this was like a two-year period of time before I got fired that I just was baking these tie-dye cupcakes. So with anything you do over and over again, you get better at it. And the product really evolved into these beautiful, delicious cupcakes. Then when I went to the caterer for a tasting, he actually said, you know, they were they were mini. So they were a little bigger than they are now. No paper. They looked exactly the same. And he said, you know, from a catering perspective, people love just a bite. If you could figure out how to make them just a bite, oh, my God, the quote, end quote. And I think Allison Broad actually had mentioned something about making them smaller, too, if mm-hmm. possible. So I so again, opportunity. I said, okay, great. This is a chance to do what I love every day. I literally left the tasting with the caterer and I could I combed the streets of Manhattan asking strangers on the street, hi, do you know where a baking supply store is? To find a mold small enough to yes, make bite sized. Yes, and there were none, but I found a temporary <laughs> solution to make the cupcakes just a bite. What so, is that? Can you share that with us? No. <laughs> 
But it was, I mean, it was nothing. You say you're not using that anymore, nothing, though, I hope. No, but nothing existed. I, I, I basically made it. Um, but I knew I had the chance to do it. I love every day. So I did that. So now you've got some exciting stuff happening uh, the month of May. For Mother's Day, you have a special offering, right? Tell us about that. So for Mother's Day, we brought back six of the greatest flavors of all time. Which would be? we've had over the 10 years at Baked by Melissa. Uh, inspired by my mom, who's the greatest of all time. Oh, sweet. Um, cotton candy, sugar cookie dough, peanut butter cup, dolce de leche, and double cookie. Oh, my gosh. The peanut so butter good. one is my fave. So good. So you could go to bakebymelissa.com and you can order the greatest of all time and the latest and greatest, which would be every single flavor <laughs> that we currently offer. We have two beautiful gift boxes for Mother's Day and then, of course, everything else. How many flavors offer. are there? So right now there are 20. Okay. Now what about, I would imagine you you constantly have to be innovating, especially because, like we said, you are in New York, you're in a very competitive industry, and you always have to be one step ahead. So what's in the works? Oh, so much. We're <laughs> that, gonna continue. that you can't tell us, Melissa? You know, we're at a very exciting place at Baked by Melissa. We have an unbelievable team of like-minded, hardworking, passionate people who um, I have the the great fortune of working with every single day and together we can do anything. We have an unbelievable leader in our CEO, Seth, who has been with us for almost two years. Um, you know, that's interesting, I actually find, because some people who found companies and are so involved in the company the way you are might say, you know what, I'm I'm the CEO. Were you ever the CEO oh, of the company? Oh, no. My brother was the CEO for eight unbelievable years, mm-hmm. um, but he's not... It, and he's an entrepreneur, and he needed to go and create, and and that's what makes him feel alive. And the company was just ready for phase two, so we found Seth. Brian found Seth, actually. Seth's the perfect partner. Um, together, we can do anything, truly. And, and, you know, his skills are so different from mine. I am the product and the brand, and he gets as excited over a P&L as I do over a cupcake. So. <laughs> it's important to know what you know and know what you don't know. Sure. And you- keep learning. Every day. You have, we've talked about the locations in the New York City metro area, but where else are you going to pop up? We're going to pop up. We're going we're gonna to open stores in new markets, and we're going to continue to expand our retail footprint over the next couple of years. And um, You do gonna, a lot of shipping across the country? We ship our product to all 50 states. How do people find out about you? Well, they could go to bakebymelissa.com and sign up for the newsletter or walk into a store. Um, but I mean, somebody in a small town in Texas, how do they even know that Baked by Melissa exists and they, that they'd want your cupcakes? Do you advertise elsewhere? We do some digital marketing, of course. And we have like very, very, um, we have social media and all mm-hmm. of that fun stuff. Um, I'm out there a ton. I was on Harry Connick Jr.'s show yesterday. I wrote a so book. So that gives you the national exposure. Yes, sure. absolutely. I love the PR part of my job. It's just so much fun. And I hope to have more opportunities to represent Baked by Melissa to the public. Um, and, you know, our our product is the perfect gift. So a lot of people who live in New York experience Baked by Melissa and then send it. 
to people. Uh-huh. And actually what we did in August this summer, which is super freaking cool, um, in response to something that our wonderful President Donald Trump said um, that made us feel a little sad. Okay. <laughs> um, we wanted to do something to inspire people to do nice things for others since um, nobody else, or we didn't feel like he was um, okay. at the time. So we created in 36 hours a campaign called Side with Love. We gave away 150,000 cupcakes with the goal of inspiring people to do nice things for others. So the campaign said, go on BakeByMelissa.com, order 25 cupcakes, send them to anyone you want, anywhere in the country. I love this. On us. Completely free. Free product, free shipping. Go. We had, what was the response like? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, Were you sorry you, you put this no, out there? <laughs> no, it was so beautiful and touching. And, I mean, I could cry just thinking about it. But that's who we are as a company. Actually, Seth called me at 10 p.m. the night that all the news was happening. And he was like, I am pissed off. I'm pacing on my balcony. We have to do something. Let's give away, like, a million cupcakes. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. I love this. How many cupcakes can we really give away? Mm-hmm. And, like, we, we talked about it that night. Literally, while I, I went into my bathroom because my daughter was asleep. And the two of us conferenced um, our vice president, our COO, our our head of e-com, and, you know, we got them on board. We agreed that the whole leadership team would be in the office at 7 a.m., and we would talk about next steps. And by the next day, we had our social media campaign, our website set up, our newsletters going hmm. out, side with love, come on, let's do it. And the response was unbelievable. I think a lot of great business ideas happen in the bathroom. I have to tell you, uh, that is wonderful. In, in keeping with that sort of spirit of charity and giving back, you recently partnered with Make-A-Wish. And tell us about that. Yeah, so I had the great fortune of fulfilling uh, someone's wish, Joshua. Mm. His wish was to be a chef for a day. Mm-hmm. So he came to the bakery. How old was is Joshua? Seven, okay. I believe. Um and he and his brother, actually, uh, I taught them how to ice cupcakes. They made all these cupcakes. They brought them home together. Uh, they brought them home. And it was such a touching experience. And when they left, I mean, not only me, but, like, the rest of my team were like, whoa, like, we need to do more of that. That mm. felt so good. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my goals is just to continue to do big things, to give back. So we decided to partner with Make-A-Wish for the month of May. Our mini of the month is a Make-A-Wish blue and white tie-dye cupcake. Every cupcake sold, 75 cents will be donated to Make-A-Wish. Every latest and greatest 25-pack sold will be donating $1.50 to Make-A-Wish. And... um, I and that's for the month of May. It's for the month of May. So get on it. Go to a Baked by Melissa store near you or bakedbymelissa.com. You'll be making an impact if you also decide to make somebody happy by sending them cupcakes. When you look back at, over the past decade, a lot of what we talked about here seems a little fairy tale like Sure. If you were to go back and redo something, do it over, change something, what would it be? <clears throat> It has not been easy, and although I'm real, I'm really good at telling the story, and it's all completely true, I don't know that I would change a thing. Like, I'm definitely not the person I was 10 years ago when I got fired from my job, but I'm proud of who I am. And I can't tell you how many times I called my dad hysterically crying. Like, I, I, I can put myself—I remember where I was so many different times. I've thrown my phone against the wall of my apartment. <laughs> I— just hysterical. I remember thinking the world was going to end. It was so hard. And my dad would always say, like, 
what makes metal steel like like extreme heat baby like you could do it it'll make you stronger and it always did you know without fail I always woke up the next morning and the greatest lesson I learned from all of that which yes like pressure makes you a diamond but also I'm I'm not, I'm not a diamond like but you know but like <laughs> you can call yourself a diamond but never respond to challenging situations when you're feeling emotional we live in a very communicative age you could pick up your phone and text someone or email someone and it could change everything that you've worked so hard for. And um, so take take a beat, right? Take a go breath. Go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I have, it off. What I've found is sometimes I'll write that text or I'll write I'll write something on the computer and send I'll, it to I'll read it. Yeah. And then I feel okay and I delete it. Yeah. There was just something about putting it out there that made me sure. feel better. Sure. And I, I write myself notes in my in my iPhone me or too. I, I email myself um, you know, like I, I on the subway in the morning, like I, I've written the best stuff or whether it's notes and bullet points of like what I want to say in the conversation or whatever, but it's not easy and nothing great is. And, you know, God willing, I'll continue to be challenged and have those difficult situations because that's ultimately what makes me like what a Sesame Street says, stronger, kinder, wiser. And you're watching a lot of Sesame Street in your house. <laughs> I love Sesame Street. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I have, I have I have three children, but my youngest is eight, and she just recently mm-hmm. started getting back into Sesame Street. And I kind of like having it on in the house. It's fun. Did you know that Sesame Street's 50th anniversary is in 2019? <laughs> Are you going to do something? Hey, we there you go. We may be partnering with Sesame Street there to you go. do some amazing, amazing things with them Okay, you'll have to come back and tell us all about it. Um, before we say goodbye, what is your favorite flavor? And I know I'm sort of asking you who your favorite child is, but what's your favorite flavor? Yeah, I used to say that. Um, <laughs> my favorite OG, which is original great, which there are eight of that never change on the menu, is peanut butter and jelly. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it's peanut butter. It's Skippy peanut butter and Smucker's jelly with like a bite of yellow cake. There's nothing better. What's there not to like? Um, I actually like to make a sandwich with peanut butter and jelly and triple chocolate fudge, which is also an OG flavor because it makes it like a chocolate peanut butter cup. Oh, it's just, I peanut butter and jelly. It's so good. All right. Our Sugar are- cookie dough also. So good. Right now we have two different versions of sugar cookie dough available. (laughs) Melissa Benishai, you are just full of energy. Thanks so much for coming by and for for sharing your story and your success with us. And um, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. So fun.